welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. Today, I have a really unique, interesting, and exciting guest for you. But just before I introduce her, I want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed, you want to get hooked up with that because there are some secret episodes only for subscribers that give you the tricks and the tools straight from me to you. So get yourself subscribed. Now let me introduce to you this amazing woman that I met recently, Lynn Christian. Lynn is an amazing coach. She has reinvented herself several times. She's gone from a school teacher to a writer, product developer at Franklin Covey, from project manager to director of innovation. She's grown herself professionally as well as finding time to raise three incredible children. She's the CEO and founder of Soul Salt Inc., the Soul Salt, oh sorry, Salt Lake based coaching company. That is a real bit of a mouthful, Lynn. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> like that alliteration is tough when you're doing this. So she currently leads a team of business and life coaches, trains and mentors coaches at Soul Salt Academy. And her quest is to support those who want to earn their living and live their lives by doing the things that inspire them. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lynn. Well, thank you for the invitation. Oh, my pleasure. And, you know, I really wanted to showcase you because I see that you are, you really are showing up quite powerfully. You're very driven, but driven in a way that is still very centered. You're grounded. And it's this incredible focus. And I love the fact that you have, you know, you've really mastered your ADD and your ability to, you know, be scattered and, you know, <laughs> taken, right? If we all get, you know, pulled off by those shiny objects, but you've dug in and done the work and created some processes to help people to be focused. I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's come with some hard knocks and some definite failure. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the best kind of learning, right? When we actually integrate it into who we are, it's a lot easier to teach other people. True. True. And honestly, if without the struggle, we don't really have success. If we're not struggling, if we're not failing, we're not trying, we're not succeeding. And I know that sounds really trite. It's actually true. Yeah. If you're not failing once in a while, you're not going hard enough. You're not going far enough. Oh, you know, it, it, no matter how many times I hear people say this, it just, it's so validating for me because I, oftentimes I feel like I swear I fail more than I succeed. And I wonder, how is it that I keep going forward? <laughs> yeah, well, there must be this part of you that's quite formidable that's not willing to not go forward. Yeah. But even in like in traction, like I, you know, even though I see all these things that are not really working, I'm still getting traction. I'm still, my business keeps mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, I don't know if you talk about that with people, like the mindset of being able to go forward in spite of failures. Right. Well, that is something if you're going to be, you know, some people call us team badass because we ask people to be this most strong, true and focused version of themselves. So it is about your mindset. It is about, uh, you can excuse my French, but it's about unfucking your head mm -hmm. and being able to continue and see what's possible from what you might have thought was impossible. It's about managing yourself and not letting pressure turn into stress. 
pressure is going to be present. Stress is a choice, either a conscious or a subconscious choice. And there's literature that's getting published this year about that. 30 years of work that um, is coming out in a book called Stress Without or Work Without Stress. And so most of my work is, if you want to sum it up, is assisting people to unfuck their brains, their bodies, their hearts, their guts, and be able to locate truth and then live truth. Mm. I love that. And, and yeah, you're more than welcome to swear. It's, <laughs> hey, if the show has the word dominatrix in the title, you're probably okay to say the fuck word. I thought I probably was. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I'm usually the first one to drop it, but I'm glad you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one of the other things that I really admire about your work is that you're bringing in, like, not only the authenticity, but you're blending in the brain science. Because for me, having a, you know, a background in the human aspect, you know, the human sciences, I love that blending of why does it work? Why do these techniques that you're teaching, why do Mm -hmm. they actually work? It's so fascinating. Yeah. So I've always been a curious kid, you know, right from the beginning and I wanted to know things, but I also wanted to open up the clock and see how it worked. Why did it work? I wanted to know how to use the alarm. So sometimes my curiosity has taken me to it's great to understand that it does work and then to reach a large audience and support them to use these things. I felt like I needed to bring the science in because in the science, we've gotten very practical that way in many circles. Help me understand the science, the physics, the mechanics behind it, and then I better understand how and why to use it. And, you know, we've gotten to a place where the question is, you know, is there truth and relative truth? And is there false this or false that? And being able to nail things down into empirical data points and knowing that there are some things that we do know, we know them for sure today and they may change tomorrow, but there's something you can anchor in to right now that not only makes sense, but can be applied over and over and proven in the lab of your own life. There's some safety to that and there's some savvy to that. Mm. That's awesome. I, I love it. And, and it's, it's that, but your ability to distill it down into a way that's really bite-sized for people. So, you know, if people want to check you out on, on YouTube or whatever, those videos that you do, I, I love how you distill it down because neuroscience can be quite dry, but you're actually bringing it to life for people and applying it which is brilliant. Right, right. That's what we try to share each week on a Facebook Live from Soul Salt, my company, is something where we can anchor back into here's some practical value, something that you can use in your life to make you more of a badass version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And here's some of the reason why that, that it works. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I want to kind of circle back and actually dive into the, the background because there's an interesting parallel that you and I share in that, you know, I grew up Jehovah Witness, which is a mild cult. And you, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your background, maybe how that turned you into a badass. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I grew up um, in a very small rural Utah little valley of uh, Mormons. And everyone in my family was Mormon and the whole culture was Mormon. I mean, we, we had very little multicultural 
you know, it was a white bread, uh, the white wonder bread <laughs> mecca of our little area. And um, I was raised and there was just this part inside of me that would even take on my maternal grandmother or my, yeah, my paternal grandmother. One time she just said, you are so angry, you would fight a buzzsaw. <laughs> and I kind of was fighting a buzzsaw on her because I was willing to say, I'm not a girl like my, my sister and I'm not a boy like my brother. Uh, so don't call me a girl and don't make me wear dresses. You know, I didn't have a word for what I was feeling inside my body, but I was willing to fight for it at that early age. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the beginning of me being willing to look at a religion that is very cult-like and uh, say, you know, this doesn't work for me because there's no place for my voice. There's no place for the people that I love to attend with and play with and the people that I gravitate to that I've learned to trust. There's no place for them at your table either. So uh, maybe I don't belong here. So, yeah, we do have, you know, growing up with this imposing mindset and one right way for doing things and very rigid rituals and very invasive um, in my world. It felt invasive of telling me what right and wrong was and telling me what I would and wouldn't do and what I could and couldn't do when I knew darn well that that wasn't my truth. Yeah. Nice. Might be somebody else's truth, and I won't make them wrong for that being their truth. Oh. Please, please just do not tell me that that's my truth. Because yeah. obviously, um, I eventually came out of a closet, and that was the most spiritual experience I'd ever had. That was, to mm. me, what it meant to be guided by a divine uh, set of beings or guides. Um, I had a very cathartic coming out and knew exactly what the truth was for me and what I needed to say and do and what I needed to remove myself from. And I was guided the full way with, with beings of light. So wow. I'm willing to say that that went against everything I had been religiously taught. And there were people saying, well, you have to be careful which beings you talk to and you have to be, <laughs> you know, and questioning. And I just heard this rhetoric that I was like, oh, it makes me so tired to hear you say that because that is the way that we keep people trying to think the way we think. That is not, you know, that's not validating of anyone having their own unique thought process and their own relationship with divine nature. So um, my coming out was a very spiritual path. I love it. That is so, um, you know, it's beautiful to hear people who have actually had that coming out as a spiritual experience. I, ha I don't think I've ever had anybody describe it to me that way. Most people, it's a, it's a struggle. It's more like the, you know, the cocoon and the butterfly trying to get out. Um, so how beautiful. And I, it was, yeah, it was yeah. hard, but it was, it was, it was one of those things where I made the distinction between religion and spirituality mm. and it was a spiritual experience, not a religious experience. Mm -hmm. It was way beyond um, the bandwidth of any religious experience. Mm. That is beautiful. And I can only imagine that, you know, you choosing to say, you know what, this is who I am. I don't fit these confines. I don't fit your definition of what, you know, the female gender is. I don't fit a definition of this religion. That experience, being able to step right out of it. And, you know, like me, you probably didn't have resources outside of that religion 
So stepping out is a big, scary place, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. got to have led you to being the badass that you are. Well, so I'll lean into that because I don't know what it was like for you. For me, I had one person, one person who saw me in my social network that stayed with me. Mm. And it was a life coach that I had hired to make a transition away from academics into business. And she drove me to my excommunication trial. And she stayed in a choir. She read a scripture for me before I went in. She said, I know this is not your religion, but this is mine. Um, she wasn't a Mormon, but she read a, a scripture from her her religious background. And it you know, was stabilizing for her to say, I'll be here. And there's one person that when you're in there that knows your truth and believes in you. I had some wonderful experiences with my maternal grandmother who had passed and um, a, a, like a step-grandfather who had passed. And I felt them by my side. So I was never alone. And I walked through that freeing experience of looking at these men that I know felt like they were meaning well and just telling them, you have to let me go. You have to excommunicate me. I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, it, it, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And I, I really want to applaud you for that. It's, Thank you. It's incredible. Yeah. And it makes you who you are. Well, and so that's kind of one of the constructs for my work that I do now called Soul Salt is one of the first things that I'll do with clients is find out what their inner plumb line is. Mm-hmm. Help them find out what are those parts of their integrity base that when they align their behaviors with these strands of truth that run through the fibers of their being, they are always standing in their integrity. And I found during that process that one of mine was courage, that I was willing to do the courageous thing. Even if it was the hard thing, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you, you can't not help yourself do. And people yeah. who are listening, you, everyone has these strands running through their soul, soul lines, if you will. You know, like the ancient plumb lines that the Egyptians created. We have these running through us, and they actually go through the, um, the neural networks within the heart. Um, our heart actually is a keeper of the n- network's the neurons that fire, you know, our heart has between 40,000 and 200,000 upon it, depending upon the individual of these neural networking, the system of wisdom within our heart. And within that is this inner plumb line. Some people call them core values, but I've created a free course. If people want to go to it, it's on uh, Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. And it's called um, Be True by Soul Salt. And you can find it and go through the course and find this inner plumb line so that you know what to align your behaviors with. And this cathartic experience of coming out and speaking my truth and having the spiritual, the sexually spiritual experiences I had with women instead of men took courage. And it took these other parts of me. I had to lean into these fibers that run inside of me that guide me to be my most true self and then align my behaviors with them. And anyone that's listening can go out to that free um, free course, and I put it for free because it's like, who does not need this? Yeah, this isn't you know, this is not a for fee course, and so we can put that in your show notes if you would like the link Absolutely. to that. Absolutely, yeah, that would be a great resource for people. I love it. Is knowing these then makes it easier for you to make these decisions that I have made because these were not easy decisions. I went through heartbreak. I I contemplated suicide. I went through my parents threatening to take my children away and put them in the hands of harm's way 
with a negligent individual. So, you know, and I had put so much lifeblood into preserving these three little children and keeping them safe and raising them in a healthy, as healthy a home as possible. And so you, you, sometimes you get pushed to your brink to find out what these things are. Sometimes it would be nice to have them before you get to the brink so you know what to hang on to in order to keep yourself aligned and righted during the storm. Mm-hmm. Very valuable. I, you know, anytime you dig in to, to discover more of who you are, um, it allows you to lean on that as a strength and to see yourself as as strong and incredible. And, I, you know, I'm I'm with you on that mindset of like, we're, we're not fucked up, we're not broken. And, you know, to dig in and find those strengths as opposed mm-hmm. to looking for where am I weak. Right. And I know that you've done that. You know, for you to declare who you are and to live true to you, you've had to go through and do some of that work where you simply need to excavate find them and then explore how to align with them right mm-hmm. very definitely it's been a it's been a long exploration I'm you know for me leaving that religion that you know mild cult I didn't have an identity and so it was 20 years of bumping around trying to figure out who am I I mean it would have been great mm-hmm. to have this kind of plumb line thing back then <laughs> those resources yeah. weren't so readily available but to know and get to know who I am has been an incredible gift. Yeah, it's a gift of a lifetime, as Carl Jung would say, right? Journey really of a lifetime. Is. Is, yes. Yeah. And, you know, you've probably, your readers probably know about this, and you've probably talked about this on other podcasts. A really great book is Come As You Are by Nagowski, oh, Emily Nagowski. Great That book. you understand that self-expression, especially in, um, in a sexual manner, is unique to each individual. And, you know, in my work at Soul Salt, expression of the self from that inner badass plumb line sort of vantage point is a unique and individual journey. Yeah. So I, I want to spin this around. And I'm so grateful that you've been willing to share so openly. Like, Thank you for sharing. Kind of what journey. your show's about, right? It is. It really <laughs> is. It's, you know, there is an authenticity theme here. But, you know, one of the things I love that you're doing is this Be Focus program. And I followed your your five-day challenge, and I yeah. really loved it. It was very well done. I know I didn't comment a ton, but it, kudos. Really, really well done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll have more of those. In fact, we should make the Be Focus program part of your uh, affiliate for your listeners to get a special deal on it if they're interested. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. So we'll, so in the show notes, you know, look for the a special code and we'll give you a special code for your audience. Yay. So what would you like to know about the Be Focus part? Yeah. I, you know, I think for a lot of people, and I know even for myself, I, I am such a, you know, shiny, sparkly squirrel, um, mm-hmm. run off in different directions. I, I'm always, my biggest struggle is to, to get it narrowed down. And, and so I wonder if you can maybe share some of the highlights of those first few tools that people yeah. can utilize to get focused. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so who we're talking to, um, some of you will be self-selecting into this, is you want to be responsible, but no one's ever told you how to really get your, your shit together, to get organized. And you have ideas, but it only takes you so far. And so, you know, Be Focused is a, a life's 
my life's work so far of what I've learned how to hack my way into staying focused because I can be just like Tigger, as you say, you know, we bounce around and <laughs> every shiny thing gets our attention. And then we have psychological and emotional attachment to it. So if anyone listening knows this or you, sometimes you feel like you couldn't manage yourself out of a paper bag that's open <laughs> because you're so distracted or because your life just seems like it's unmanageable. Uh, one of the very first things that we do is we talk about just clearing off space to plan. Mm. And and you didn't see this in the five day, but this is just a basic thing of, okay, so, you know, I used to work at Franklin Covey, the planning company, and I, this is where I really had to learn how to hack time management and focus management, which I learned focus management works better than time management for me, because if I manage where I focus, instead of after that squirrel or that shiny thing, I focus on the priorities, my time manages itself. Love it's it. really where I focus myself. So we call it focus management, hence be focused. And it also helps us not be so into, oh yeah, I've heard this about time management or that about time management. It's come, become, that's become a little jaded where some of our neurons are not firing to pick up the nuances of what's really being taught and the gold mm. that's, that could be available. So we're just using even a, a more relevant language for our audience. If you have a hard time being focused, then let's show you how to be focused. So one of the first things is, is to give yourself time each day to plan. And when I was at Franklin Covey, in fact, if you go out to our YouTube channel, which is Soul Salt Coaching is the channel, all one word, S-O-U-L-S-A-L-T Coaching, uh, we have, you know, are you using a planner is a favorite of many people, a little video. It's literally a, a story that I ran into while I was working at Franklin Covey at an airport where someone saw one of my colleagues sitting down planning using her planner and somebody came up to her and said, that's a planner. Are you using a planner? It looks like you're using a planner. And she was like, yes, I am. And they went through this dialogue and you can watch the video. I don't want to miss, mess the punchline up for you. Basically, what most of us do is we don't give ourselves a space to plan. Mm. So one of the very first things is to honor yourself by having a sacred time where you stop. You stop the thinking, you stop the moving, you stop the doing, you stop the multitasking. And you give yourself space to plan. So there's a little tip. Um, and another tip is that most of us don't know how to get the day to stop running over the top of us. So that's what the five day challenge was. And we'll do another five day challenge probably in January. Um, and so if people are interested, you can send an email to info, I-N-F-O at soulsalt.com, S-O-U-L-S-A-L-T.com. And in the subject line, just say five day challenge. We'll put you on the list to notify you for the next five days. Because one of the things you learned were five simple steps of how to step into the day. And I'll share the first step with the whole audience because it, it may sound a little uncanny, but it's the truth of how to start owning your day and really putting some sovereignty into your life where you own your life and, the, and your day doesn't grab you by the short hairs on the back of your neck and drag you through it. Because so many of us get up and the minute our feet hit the floor, we're on. Mm-hmm. And so this starts to repattern how you expect the day to go. And a lot of people report that the energy in their entire life shifts. Sometimes it's three days, sometimes it's the first day, sometimes it's seven days, 10 days, 12. But it shifts relatively quickly 
so that if you do these things consistently, you start to see that your life starts to honor who you are. And will you have ups and downs? Yes. You will have less of what doesn't work and more of what does. So the very first step is before your feet hit the ground, practice gratitude. And the research is that very quickly, in a nutshell, we have a surge of cortisol that wakes us up. So what does cortisol do? Well, it can be a stress hormone. It's just trying to wake us up, so let's not villainize cortisol. But when we get that little limbic brain activated to wake us up, we're in usually the back of the head. We're usually thinking in the brainstem or the amygdala. And the brainstem only has four things it can do in, in terms of thought pattern. It can tell us to run away. It can tell us to stop and fight. It can tell us to appease the other person or the other thing. Or it can tell us to freeze. Well, those aren't really productive things to do first thing in the morning. <laughs> so to put yourself into a place where you can move out of the back of the brain, limbic brain, into the prefrontal cortex where partnership, co-creation, and when I mean co-creation, you sit down and you co-create something with another individual that has never been created before. Experimentation, high trust, imagination, great decision-making skills. Those all exist when we're in the executive function of the prefrontal lobe. So when we practice gratitude, we move from literally the neurochemistry of being in a position where we can be regulated into stress mode and move into a neurochemistry where we can feel oxytocin, the cuddle hormone, dopamine, the winning hormone. Yes, well, I just won that coin. I won that day or I won that moment because I use gratitude and or serotonin, the life leadership hormone of well-being. So that's just one little thing that if people that are listening, it's just a simple, little, stealthy strategy that you slip into your morning before your feet hit the ground, and it's a game changer. You'll be happier, healthier. You'll have greater capacity to have stronger relationships. Um, I do think I have a YouTube video on what all the benefits are of this this practice of gratitude. And it just starts, you know, with one or two little thoughts that you you give yourself, you feel them in your heart and you express them out loud or in your mind or in your heart as you get up every morning. I love it. And it really is quite powerful. And and then I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench at you and say, you know, for those mornings that you wake up and you're first starting this out and your brain will not shut off and you can't grab a hold of that gratitude to be able to feel it. Cause you know, the days where I've like, I'm, you know, I can drop in, I'm like, Oh, that feels so good. And it really does start the day amazing. But those days where, you know, you just can't kick the gear. What, what, what do you do? People do? What do you do? Yeah. Grab, grab a journal and mm. instead of saying it in your head and heart, write it down awesome. or have a notebook or a bunch of cards by your bed and before your feet hit the ground, pull one of the cards out and thank you note someone. Don't turn on your cell phone, thank you note them in snail mail. And by writing it, you'll integrate faster back into your body because a lot of times what we're doing, especially empathic individuals, is we may be coming out of a dream state and we may not be fully present in our body yet, which is not good for our immune system, it's not good for us getting up and functioning and moving around and bumping into things because we're not fully driving the car. <laughs> so get grounded, you know, find, find little ways of doing that thing in your own creative way. 
that brings you back to yourself. I love it. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad you touched on the empathic thing. Cause I mean, that's what I've noticed that I, I play with, you know, using the, the energy and expanding out and in doing that, that allows me to, to reconnect with that gratitude, but it is, it's that, you know, as empaths, we're able to pick up on what's going on with everybody all around mm-hmm. us, maybe everybody mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And that can be overwhelming for an empath. Yes, well, it is. That's why a lot of empaths have don't know that they are because it was too overwhelming. So they froze that part of them or they've gone deep into some closet or they withheld that part from themselves, whereas other empaths are overwhelmed by it because it's like being born with a strength. And, you know, this is another part of soul salt is being strong is understanding your strengths. Nine times out of 10, my clients come in and the thing that they think is a weakness is actually a strength mm-hmm. that they haven't learned to manage yet. And it's managing them. And it looks like a weakness. But a weakness is something that when you do it, you feel weaker after. And you know that you can't get better at it. So you just need to manage it so it doesn't become an Achilles heel that trips you up all the time. Beautiful. Uh, You know, so good. And if people want to dig in deeper, obviously they can, you know, jump over onto soulsalt.com. So S-O dot com, And as you said, you've got videos on YouTube. You've got the Facebook group. Is it a group or is it a page? We have a Facebook page and we have a private group. Um, you know, you've been part of the five day challenge. So we make that a private group. Uh, we have a, a private group for the Be Focus because that's where they have, they go through the online course, but that's where they have virtual connection with me mm. to ask questions. Uh, but I'm also on Instagram, so I do my own posting on Instagram, and I also do the Facebook for Instagram, and that's where I'm most active. So if there's a place where you want to interact, you'd want to go to Lynn Christian, and you'd want to go to Soul Salt on Instagram. I also interact uh, often with the Soul Salt uh, Facebook, but I have to usually be told that there's something there. So my team is watching Facebook and they'll say, oh yeah, this comment came up. So why don't you answer this? Because I do have some of these private groups that I'll attend to and check into once a day. Yeah. But um, the company Facebook, I don't attend to as much unless one of the team members direct me to do that. And, and that's another piece of, you know, as you grow, having other people to support you, right? You're, you're being smart right. in that. Absolutely. Well, so... Yeah, I, the way I want to run my company, um, we've just developed and I knew that I needed, you know, I grew to one point where I needed someone to support me. And so I've had part-time people and full-time people. But uh, when I left Franklin Covey, one of the key employees is Shannon, who runs our organizational work. So she does all of my scheduling. Um, she does all of our operations. She does a lot of project management and coordination, and she does our financial piece and works with our 1099 accountants. And everybody needs a success team. And for mm-hmm. me, I need two employees as part of that. But I also need an attorney, and I need my own coach, and I need my peers, and I need an accountant, and I need um, I need legal advice because I'm creating product. Uh, yeah. When I when I write, I have you know a publishing a publishing group. So everybody on the call, if you want to really get to the next level, you definitely have to have a support team and a success team. People who are there, whose shoulders you can stand on, you can lean into them. Because you're going to be good at some things, but it's 
you're, you're kidding yourself if you think you have to be good at everything. Uh, brilliant advice to be leaving this on. And, you know, anything, so I know, I know we're going to direct people to the Be Focused. We're going to get a special link with a special discount. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, is there anything else that you want to make sure that, you know, people walk away from with this? You know, I would say to people that finding your truth is one thing and living it is another. And finding your truth when I talk about that is how do you live your life and make your contribution by doing things that inspire you and to not be afraid to ask that question. And then if you need support because you haven't had enough support and enough partnership, then get a mentor, get into a mastermind group, hire a coach that's qualified in those areas Find that support team to support you because none of us are expected to do this alone. We are wired for connection. We're wired to be part of a tribe. And when we have our tribe, we're also wired in the safety of that place where we belong to find our unique voice and our unique contribution. So don't be afraid of those things. They're definitely the things that call to our salt of our soul and ask us to bring them forward. And everybody has an everyday badass inside of them. So rather than being afraid of it, walk through that fear and start embracing it and learning who that is and what it wants you to do. Well said. I love it. Lynn, I am so delighted that you took the time. I know you have a crazy schedule, so I'm honored and delighted that you were able to share some of your wisdom and journey with us today. Well, thank you for asking. And I I really want to tell you that I appreciate it. I believe that your network is a whole new group for us to be able to be exposed to. And if there's ever anything we can do to support you, please let us know. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.